Today on Bread for the Broken with James Grizzle, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Galveston. All the stuff that mattered to these people, I mean, gold, it's so, this is money. This is money. This is material wealth. This is possessions. This is all the stuff that we work so hard in our lives to obtain. And if I just get that and I just get this, it'll make me happy. And then it all goes up in smoke. That's what the world is coming to. That's what these kings, these rulers, the light bulb is kind of coming on to them. They're realizing like, oh man, we're broke. We have nothing. Of all the people you know personally, who has the most stuff? What about this question? Of all the people you know personally, who is a child of God? Which would you rather be? Today, Pastor James shares that someday all the wealth of the world, all of the applause of people, and all of the pleasures of life will mean nothing. The only thing that's going to matter is whether or not you're a child of God through trusting in Jesus Christ. So if you're having a rough chapter in your life, focus on the end of the book. Jesus wins. Now here's Pastor James in the book of Revelation chapter 18 with today's edition of Bread for the Broken. It can be people from different cultures, different races, different backgrounds, different economical status, and and all that stuff. None of that matters because Jesus knows how to put it all together. And that's what we're witnessing right now. This is the church age. This is when a miracle is happening in our existence, in our presence. As the Lord is adding two churches, churches are coming together. That's a miracle. That is accomplishing what humanity has tried to accomplish from like day whatever. And they've failed miserably at this thing. But this representation of this, like, let's just all come together. Let's just all figure this out. Destroyed. Destroyed. Verse 3, it says, For all the nations have fallen from the wine of her immoral passion. And the kings of the earth have committed sexual immorality with her. And the merchants of the earth have gotten rich from power and of her sensual behavior. They've gotten rich off of the abundance of her luxury. This is all Babylon, this system. It's like, look, the nations... They all benefited from her, and now the nations, and you'll see in a second, are watching from a distance as this thing is burning down. And they're like, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no, wait wait a minute. We all got rich off of Babylon. We were all thriving because of Babylon, and now it's in ruins. What does that mean for us? Here's a cool little verse. Actually, two verses. I already have them highlighted or underlined in this new Bible here. It says, I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people, so you will not take part in her sins, and so you will not receive her plagues, because her sins have piled up all the way to heaven, and God has remembered her crimes. And I wrote down right next to mine in the little bitty gap there that it gives me just barely a little space, Tower of Babel. The, the sins have reached the heaven. That should immediately just create this image within your head, this Tower of Babel reaching up to heaven. And here's God saying, hey, my people don't have anything to do with Babylon. Don't have anything to do with this worldly system. You don't want to be a part of it because it's going down. Specifically, we believe this is a future event for sure, and there will be believers on the planet during this time. 
And this is like a call to them about like, hey, look, if you're anywhere associated with this thing at all, you need to flee now. You don't want anything to do with this. It applies to us today because the worldly system of Babylon, so to speak, this anti-God worldly system, because we have three enemies, the flesh, that's us, that's our flesh. We battle with our flesh daily. Um, we have the devil. He's the real enemy, okay, that we wrestle with for sure. But there's also the world. And it's not like the world as planet Earth, nor is it talking so much so about the people of the world. It's talking about this worldly system that is anti-God. It's an enemy. And it's being destroyed here. And God's saying, listen, come out of her. Be in the world, but not of the world. In the world, but not of the world. Don't envy what it has. Because what it has is not going to last. Verse 6 says, repay her the same way she repaid others. Pay her back double corresponding to her deeds. In the cup she mixed, mixed double the amount for her of all the whatever she rendered towards other people. Give her a double dose of it. However, Babylon treated other people, individuals, believers, give her a double dose of her own medicine. Verse 7, as much as she exalted herself and lived in sensual luxury, to this extent, give her torment and grief because she said to herself, I rule as a queen and am no widow. Right? I sit as a queen. I'm no widow. I will not see sorrow. This is just pride. This is arrogance, okay? This is what this is. I will never experience grief. This is what this worldly Babylon system has said. I'm the best. I'm the strongest. Come join me. You'll never be sorrowful. You'll never experience grief. This whole notion of like this worldly dynamic, uh, that's something I think all of us have been caught up in to a certain extent within our lives. Certainly pre-Christ, right? We know what that is. And chasing after this and chasing after that. And man, if I just get this, I'll be happy, right? Like we've all experienced that to a certain extent. And what do we come to find out when we finally get that one thing? You're not happy. It didn't do it. It didn't do it. Don't feel alone. Don't feel like you're a failure. Because the best that the world has to offer in that of people have all experienced the same thing. Multi-billionaires are saying the same thing. Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. Well, I thought when I won it, I'd be happy. Turns out, I'm not. So win however many more, Tom Brady. None of them have done it for him. None of them. He said, after winning a Super Bowl, man, I thought I was going to be happy. Didn't last. Of course not. Of course not. Neither will going into the Hall of Fame. Neither will whatever contract you get and the unending funds that get shoveled into your bank account. None of it will make any of us happy. But I like to think it might make me happy, <laughs> right? Especially that financial side of things. I'm like, you know... I've been walking with the Lord for 20 years. Now, I think I can handle that. And it's like, the Lord's like, dude, you have no idea what you're talking about. I think I'm just going to keep trusting in the Lord. I'm not going to chase after ghosts. I'm not going to chase after things that are not real. And Babylon, this worldly system, although it may advertise that it can provide for you these things, it can never deliver on what it advertises. Verse 8, for this reason, she will experience her plagues in a single day. Disease, mourning, famine, she will be burned down with fire because the Lord God who judges her is powerful. So in one day, one day, like, gone. I mean, just wiped out. 
Verse 9, then the kings of the earth who committed immoral acts with her, who lived in sensual luxury with her. You remember when as the world is like dying and everybody's suffering and nobody can buy bread because it's way too expensive because inflation is through the roof and there's a drought and all this stuff. Oh, but the rich will continue to be rich and they will sit in their palaces looking down at everybody's suffering within the world and they really care about the people. Oh, they always do, right? That's what we're going into an election. We are in an election year. Oh, they really care about the people. No, I don't buy it, okay? I don't buy it. I don't care what side of the party you're on. Don't tell me you care about the people. Show me you care about the people. Because these are nothing but politicians. These kings are nothing but politicians sitting in their ivory towers looking down on people and they're like, oh, stinks to be them. (laughs) Stinks to be them as they're fine going through, well, they're not really fine, but they've protected themselves. They've isolated themselves, so to speak, to try to protect themselves from judgment. But yet, it catches up to everybody. It says these kings, as they're looking on, it says this sensual luxury with her, they will weep and they will wail for her when they see the smoke from the fire that burns her up. They will stand a long way off from a distance because they are afraid of her torment and will say, woe, woe, or alas, alas. I prefer the woe because I think it's a little more accurate. Woe, woe, O great city, Babylon, the powerful city, for in a single hour your doom has come. And all that smoke that they see burning up, that's all their prosperity as well. That's all their wealth. It's gone for them. It's gone for Babylon. It's gone for them. Verse 11, the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn for her because no one buys their cargo any longer. Remember, they were getting rich off of Babylon. Cargo such as gold, silver, precious stones, pearls, fine linen, purple cloth, silk, scarlet cloth, all sorts of things made from citron wood. It's like a scent, right? Is that like one of those smell things? I see that in the Febreze aisle all the time, citron. So I don't know what it is, but apparently it's precious. It's a precious wood. Or there it is. It's a kind of wood. Every object of ivory, every object of precious wood, bronze, iron, and marble, all the stuff that matters doesn't matter. doesn't matter because in the end of it, there's nobody there to buy any of it. So it's just junk. What we prize as treasure ends up being rubble. It's just junk. In fact, it turns into be, it's like not this same stuff, but God's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going to build a new city. That's my construction material. So I'm going to pave roads with gold. Why? Well, that's amazing. No, it doesn't matter that much. Just gold. Gates. Let me carve out a pearl. One pearl. How big is that oyster? One pearl will make one gate. That should be around somebody's necklace and all that stuff. No, because it's just building material. It's just building stuff. All the stuff that matters to these people. I mean, gold, it's silver. This is money. This is money. This is material wealth. This is possessions. This is all the stuff that we work so hard in our lives to obtain. And if I just get that and I just get this, it'll make me happy. And then it all goes up in smoke. That's what the world is coming to. That's what these kings, these rulers, the light bulb is kind of coming on to them. They're realizing like, oh, man, we're broke. We have nothing. Verse 13, cinnamon. I love cinnamon. Uh, Spice. Incense, perfume, ointment, the list goes on and on. Frankincense, wine, olive oil, costly flour. That's like coconut flour. That's all that high dollar flour on the natural side of the grocery store, right? Like all that stuff, which is the stuff I prefer. Um, But I can't really afford it. But I 
whenever Nelly's not looking, I'll sneak it into the basket, okay? Um, just who I am. Costly flour, wheat, cattle, sheep, horses, four-wheeled, four-wheelers, right there. Look, it says right there, four, no, four-wheeled carriages. Yeah, probably cars, cars, okay? Slaves and human lives. It's all gone. Souls of men. This body should really be translated slaves because that's what it's talking about. Because slavery, even in a perfect utopian society such as Babylon, people will still be imprisoned in the sense of in slavery. Not because they're bad criminals, but they will be enslaved. Human slavery, it will continue on to the very end. When you get the perfect society, it will still be a thing. And it is a horrible thing. It's a horrible thing. I pray that our world wakes up, and they're not going to. This tells me that they're never going to. The world is never going to solve this issue. It is never going to solve this issue. But, however, while we're here, we can be a part of the solution. While the church is here, we should be a part of that solution. You see more and more posts, and you should be. I pray the internet, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, whoever else, TikTok, if that's still a thing, I don't know. But I pray that they're all flooded with reminders of the fact that human trafficking is a major, major problem. And our children are affected by this. And I pray the world would wake up to that and say, this is a big issue. Why are we not doing anything about it? I don't care who's famous and who's caught up in whatever else and all that stuff. When you're enslaving our kids in whatever degree, I know it's varying on all sorts of things, whether it's boyfriends getting their girlfriends into it or whether it's moms and dads selling their little bitty kids into the system. It's just all evil. It's wicked. It's wicked. And that is one thing that I am absolutely, completely passionate about, and I will give all my life to make an impact on that thing because it's evil, it's wicked, and it's got to stop. But even when the world does finally come together and say, like, no, we'll just all come together and we'll do all this stuff, like, they don't even solve that problem. In fact, it probably gets worse. It probably gets worse. But for the church, this is the church age. We can make a dent in this thing. We can make an impact within this thing because now's our time the church's time. And we can stand up and we can be a voice for those who don't have voices. We can be a part of the healing process for these poor girls who are coming out of these things. We can be there for them. And we will be there for them. This just breaks my heart to see like, man, this is still there. But God is just. He is just. And he knows how to be there with these people who are going through hell, absolute hell during these times. I don't know how to describe it. I don't know how he does it. But man, I know the Lord is faithful. And the ones who are guilty of human slavery to whatever extent, justice is coming for them. Verse 14, the ripe fruit you greatly desired has gone from you, and all your luxury and splendor have gone away. They will never, ever be found again. The merchants who sold these things, who got rich from her, will stand a long way off. Again, this is kind of a repetition here. Because they're afraid of her torment, and they will weep and mourn, saying, Woe, woe, O great city, dressed in fine linen, purple, and scarlet clothing, adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls. 
Because in a single hour, such a great wealth has been destroyed. And the, every ship's captain and all who sail along the coast, seamen, and all who make their living from the sea, stood a long way off and began to shout when they saw the smoke from the fire that burned her up. Who is like the great city? And they threw dust on their heads, and they were shouting with weeping and mourning. Woe, woe, oh, great city in which all those who had ships on the sea got rich from her wealth because in a single hour she has been destroyed. Rejoice over her, O heaven. The world will weep, but heaven will rejoice. And we'll be right there, right along with them. And we will rejoice. Can you imagine the celebration, the praise that will break out? Rejoice over her and you holy apostles and prophets, for God has avenged you on her. Think of everything that the city represents, everything that the city represents, all the corruption, all the injustice of this world, all of it that we currently face right now, that has been in the past and that will come in the future, all these injustices are dealt with by God. Finally, it's just done. It's done. And we will celebrate. And you know who will sing the loudest? The ones who are most active during your time on this planet. Pick a cause and throw yourself into that thing. Pick a cause. Name one. Pick one. Whatever you're passionate about. And give yourself all for the glory of God for making an impact or some sort of difference within that one thing. Because there will be a day where you're standing there and you're watching. When you watch this city from those box seats, when you watch the city get destroyed, what you poured your life into, boom, it's done, man. It's done. Like all that stuff. All the kids who've ever been abused, justice for them. All, every people group who's ever been discriminated against simply because their color is different. Or maybe they're poorer than some other people, so they're not treated as normal people. Or whatever it may be, in an instant, in an hour, God deals with it. And you're there, you're like, oh, man, praise God for that. Praise God for that. That's why we're active now. That's why I would encourage you. Man, find something that, that just, like, keeps you up at night and get behind that thing. Make sure it's a Christ-honoring, Jesus representation, God-glorifying thing is what you want. And if it doesn't exist, then create it. Then create it. But there are so many different avenues that are out there, so much just injustice, and there's pain and suffering and all this stuff. I mean, we can be a part of the solution. The ultimate solution comes in Revelation chapter 18. But I just envision myself there watching him like, just praise God. Praise God. All those kids in the CPS system and all that stuff, all these ones who dealt with abuse and all that stuff, all these ones who are trafficked and everything, Praise God, I'll be shouting the loudest praise for those people because justice comes for them. Because justice comes for them. We're here now. We're here now. Let's give all we have now for this moment, for this day, right? It's coming, and it may be coming sooner than what we think. So it's like, all right, Lord, man, help make some connections. Lord, connect me with the right people. Connect me with the right people or support Laura in the harbor over there in Russia because they're dealing with teens and sex trafficking and all that stuff. They're trying to rescue those kids before they get snatched up into that stuff. You better believe we'll send those guys money. You better believe we'll back those guys. 
and whatever other organization and all that stuff, man, if they're out there to bring glory to God, you better believe we'll get behind that. We will, absolutely. But us as individuals, find something you're passionate about. Find that thing and just go for it, man. Give your all to it, all for the glory of the Lord. Verse 21, this last little section here. Then one powerful angel picked up a huge stone, a stone like a huge millstone, and threw it into the sea, this great millstone, threw it into the sea, saying, thus with violence, the great city of Babylon shall be thrown down. You're known for violence. You'll be destroyed with violence and shall not be found anymore. Some people will attribute this to like, okay, so what's this stone, this millstone that gets picked up and thrown into the sea and all this stuff? Some people would uh, attribute this towards like um, some kind of like nuclear war scenario, which very well could happen. Like in an hour, this place is decimated. You know, you don't have to turn too far back in the history books to see how cities can be leveled in an hour by a really big bomb. Hiroshima, Nagasami, right? Um, Wiped out, right? In an instant. So is this like these guys launch some bombs and these guys launch some bombs and it's just total devastation on this planet? Could very well happen. I mean, there's more and more countries that are building these bombs. No, don't build those bombs. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Sure, we won't build any bombs. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. We have bombs. They have bombs. They have bombs. They have bombs. We don't get to dictate who gets bombs, okay? America is not the police of the world, all right? Countries are going to do what they want to do. Will these things all fire off at one point in time in history? There's a really good chance that'll happen. You can read through Revelation with that lens, and some of this stuff will make sense. Some of this stuff is like, oh, yeah, I can understand why guys like Chuck Smith or John Corson would say, like, there's a lot of, like, this could be a nuclear war and all that stuff. It makes perfect sense. In an instant, in an hour, this city is destroyed. I mean, it is wiped out. So is this huge millstone-type thing that gets thrown into the sea, is that really just a really big bomb that this angel is like, caught it, boom, spiked it right down into the Mediterranean Sea? I don't know. But it's going to decimate everything. It says, with this kind of sudden force, there's 21 continuing on, Babylon, the great city, will be thrown down, and it will never be found again. And the sound of its harpists, musicians, flute players, trumpeters will never be heard in you again. No craftsman to practice any trade will ever be found in you again. The noise of the mill will never be heard in you again. Even the light from a lamp will never shine in you again. The voices of the bridegroom and his bride will never be heard in you again. For your merchants were the tycoons of the world. Because all the nations were deceived by your magic spells or your sorcery, okay? Um, they were deceived by your magic spells. The blood of the saints and her prophets was found in her along with the blood of all who had been killed on earth. That's Babylon. It's a city of violence. It's a city of corruption, of ultimate corruption. And in an instant, whether it's the religious side of things or it's the political or the, it's the economical side of it, Babylon as a whole is destroyed. Whew. City, the system, it's gone. And there will be a praise concert that happens immediately following that. So um, that's 1718. Babylon the Great is no more. Hope to the hopeless, hopeless, red for the broken 
What we learn from Revelation and many other books of the Bible is a continuous journey. We appreciate our time with you here today on Bread for the Broken. Our host is Calvary Galveston in Galveston, Texas with Pastor James Grizzle. This ministry is dedicated to spreading the truth of the gospel through the study and reading of God's Word so that everyone can find hope and new life in Jesus Christ. If this has resonated with your soul, we'd encourage you not to ignore that. Would you reach out to us by visiting our webpage, breadforthebroken.com? We'd love to talk with you. You can get started by locating the contact tab at the top of the page and submitting an email that will be securely sent to us. Better yet, why not come and join us as we worship Jesus together? We're a laid-back, uncomplicated group of people, simply seeking to love like Jesus better than we have before. We'd be overjoyed to have you come. Just mark it on your calendar Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. or Thursdays at 7 p.m. Take your pick or come to both. Understandably, not all of our listening audience is near Galveston, Texas, but we hope that you'll join us on our live stream so you don't miss out on any inspiring and challenging messages from Pastor James Grizzle. Make sure to visit breadforthebroken.com to learn more. Did the words you heard today make an impact on your day? Would you consider donating to this ministry? We're so thankful for your financial support. To get more information, go to breadforthebroken.com. That's all we have for today, here on Bread for the Broken. Let me paint the picture of you, man.